0: Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to
1: Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynn.
0: Hello. (laughs) Good to be with you.
1: Oh, good. So we were chit-chatting before we hit record, um, and we had gotten an email from one of our listeners about beliefs. And you and I were talking about beliefs in general, but also beliefs about everything in everyday life that sometimes we don't even realize are our beliefs until we see them. Uh And so for our listeners, we thought it would be interesting to get into a conversation about beliefs, beliefs as thought, thought that we've been thinking for a really long time. But often we don't, we don't even realize we have beliefs.
0: You then mentioned, you know, there are so many things that we don't know that we have going back to what you said, such as what time to go to bed, what time's good to get up, all these kind of things. And, and in listening to you just now, well, I notice I have beliefs about coffee, right, I'm gonna take it right down to kind of like basics and something so earthy as coffee. And, and for years, about a decade, I didn't drink caffeinated coffee because I thought it was bad, bad for me. Well, that was a belief. And in, in running a training course in Colombia. The, the head of the company that I was doing some work with said, you've got to try this coffee when it's delicious. And I said, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink caffeinated coffee. So it's really good. For fourth day, I relented and I had a cup of it. And I went, oh my Lord, this is so tasty. So good. And I was hopping around like an idiot because I hadn't had caffeine in so long, but I, I loved it. So I had another cup. Anyway, uh, I just I don't know, nine, 10 years ago, well, now I've got a belief that I can't function in the morning until I've had a coffee. <laughs> now, I don't know if there's any truth in any of it. I don't know. I know there is such a thing as caffeine. I know I really enjoy the taste of coffee right now. But it is funny, isn't it? Something as simple as that is an illustration of how... um. Seemingly solid and invisible, my beliefs are. Well, that one's that one's always been a little bit more visible than other things. So as soon as you said, you know, what time we go to bed and how much sleep to have, and in our chit chat, we talked about that as well. Because I I would imagine that there are absolutely bundles of unconscious beliefs i have about me about life about other people about things but i just don't know and they're even there and a few weeks ago when we had um as a guest and we talked about invisible rules Mm -hmm. yeah i've got bunches of them that are invisible
1: The last time that you realized that you were holding on to a belief that you didn't realize that you had. When was the last time it occurred to you that you're like, oh, I do have a belief about this, but you had to see it to realize that you did.
0: It was about a person, and it's not someone I know personally. and I I can't remember exactly who, but sometime in the last two weeks, and I'm pretty sure it's an American football player, it's an NFL player, and I didn't like him. And then I heard him talk and I went, what a really class guy. And I changed my mind, but I didn't know I was so fixed in my mind about that person. I didn't know I kind of broad brushed uh, my unconscious biases across that person and probably lots of other things about that person too, about that person's team, about maybe that person's family, I don't know. But it, it, it was just one of those things that I went, wow, for me to think he's a class act, I must have thought he wasn't at some point and it just became really visible me but clearly not that visible because i can't remember exactly how about you
1: i feel like lately i've been in a um in a place i don't know the last year or so where i see them all the time (laughs) big and small, they just show up in these ways that I'm seeing them and I don't control that. It's almost like seeing them isn't really up to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why like being human and doing life is so special. Although, you know, a lot of people in spiritual circles they get really frustrated with our humanity, you know, like the things that make us human. And when we don't see things, but, and lately, whenever, um, my daughter is asking me what I'm doing, I'll make a joke. And I just say, Hey, I'm lifing over here. Just, I'm doing my thing. I'm lifing. She's like, you're lifing. I'm like, yeah, I'm lifing. I'm just living my life. And, uh, but it's in life and being human. I think that those things get pointed out to us or we see it or we hear the thoughts that are silent up until a certain point. So I'll give you an example. I realized that somewhere in my thoughts and my belief systems that I've picked up along the way, doing things around the house or for family or dishes or things like that, in my mind, don't have as much value as helping other people somehow. Like those simple acts, somewhere i picked up along the way, they don't have as much value as other things where I'm helping or serving in some way. And I don't think that's true, not for me at least, that there's a a beautiful act of service in that. And that's just one example where I start to see, oh, somehow I don't think this has value like other things. Like there's a scale of value for me, which is starting to fall away. What did you hear? You heard Uh,
0: something. I I did, and it had nothing to do with what you were talking about. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) It just popped in about the answer to the question that you asked me a few minutes earlier about when was the last time. And, And as you know, I'm doing a writing class and I'm on This is my fifth um, writing class, and each one is eight weeks long. And every week I read out one of the pieces that I've written since the previous class. Well, I often think they suck. I often think I'm, I'm not very good at this. I often think that there's nothing original in what I say and what I write. Well, that's not what other people think. (laughs) There's just a lot of, so that as an example, I bump up against my unconscious beliefs every Tuesday. And that's an understatement about the rest of the week, because I'm pretty sure I bump up against that every hour I'm awake, I would imagine, for seven days a week. I bump up against something. And and here's the the bit that I love in what you said as well is that I wanna bump up against something, but I don't wanna be immune either. I want I, I want to like my being an idiot. No I'm not saying I don't like it, because I actually start to accept my Humanity, going back to what you said, an awful lot more than I probably have done ever. And that includes my being a, you know, innocent idiot <laughs> that happens countless times a day. Or another way of saying it, I don't want to be spiritually bypassed. I don't want to be floating on a cloud. I don't want to think everything's okay all the time. I don't want to not be tricked by thought. I do not want to have this life experience without it being a life experience. Now I used to think and stop me from going off on too much of a tangent, right? Or if I'm not making sense. I used to think that the goal that I that, that was there for me to understand how my mind works and how life really is was that I would not feel emotional pain, I would not feel physical pain, I would bypass all the nasty things in life. That's what I thought. Well that was one that I know is A, not possible, and B, not a goal I want either. Because life is not that way. And for me to want to be, to have a life that isn't how life is, doesn't make any sense anymore. So I find it easier to be an idiot and to laugh at myself. And to find this whole experience of being alive absurd as opposed to float above it and not be impacted by things that would impact me. Now, the depth to which I um, suffer, I think, is different. And you and I have talked at length about what that means for me and what it means for you in our previous 50-plus episodes of of this podcast. So what am I saying? I'm going to constantly have beliefs that are invisible, that look like truth, as opposed to thought-created illusions. And it's not something that I need to overcome. However, it's really helpful to notice that I'm making them up. But that doesn't mean stop making them up. It means, hey, look how you work. You make stuff up when and it looks solid. I think there was a, at some point in one of the conversations recently that we've had on this podcast. It, I think it was with Bob a few weeks earlier, a few episodes ago, where I noticed that I had been trying to sanitize my life. And keep it safe. Keep the highs not too high. And keep the lows not too low. And I hadn't realized. I was still doing that. I knew I used to do that a lot. And try to do that. It 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 makes a lot less sense now. To sanitize my life. And a little more okay to live it. Regardless of how I feel, what I make up, what I struggle with, what I find and flow with. So that's what I think right now anyway.
1: I thought while you were talking that, you know, we see these beliefs show up and when we start to really kind of understand how experience works, you know, they naturally fall away. Things like sanitizing. That's the word you used, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That had so much value for you when you needed it to. As so much value as seeing your belief fall away. And I love that because change and things fall away like that I think we have this tendency to to judge how much we saw before as not enough as this what we're seeing now there's a perfection to what we're seeing at any given moment it's not on us to see I think it's enough. Feels like enough. Whereas at certain points it didn't feel that way. Like I was seeking, I was wanting something better or different or more. But there was a perfection to that. That was enough too for where I was. Life has us. It has us. Life always does.
0: It does. It does.
1: No matter what we're seeing or not seeing.
0: And feeling or not feeling, and wanting and not wanting. Because there was a, a, a lovely Well, all of what you said was lovely as a nice reminder as well. And I noticed that at one point when you were talking about perfection, what is, the only way that perfection can and can't exist is via judgment. And that's thought. Thought appearing real would cause judgment. Well, there's no escape from that. (laughs) So that's fine too. So even judging judgment makes less sense, which leaves us with living as is, regardless of what the is is. (laughs) Somewhere that made sense to me in my head anyway. I don't think it really does when it's said out loud, although there's something there.
1: You know, part of our beliefs, I think, at least for me, is what I've decided has value and how much value, including my own value. Mm. as a human being, what gives me value. And I'm starting to find a place and really discovering its value space of not knowing and when I drop into that space when all my judgments kind of fall away for just a second like maybe even less than that that space of not knowing is so beautiful and empty and full all at the same time I don't know how to explain that when I don't know And I know I don't, under belief and judgment. I truly know value in that space. My value, the value of whatever experience I'm having, no matter what it is, the value of not seeing, the value of seeing. All of that is all in the space, I don't know. When I sit in that space, the knowing finds me, I don't find it, Truth finds me there.
0: What occurred to me is, as you were sharing that, was it, it comes back to, one more time, it com, comes back to the feeling. And if I'm feeling off, or I'm feeling judgy, or I'm feeling I need to see more, it's it's a feeling that I've made something up. Now, there may be something to look at. There might not be. And if there is something to look at, often the space of not knowing, which is what you've just said, is the place to relax into. And then the okayness comes back, the feeling of okayness, regardless of what's happening in life and what we're making up about ourselves and value or anything else, any other story that is, or a belief that is hanging around, known or unknown, conscious or unconscious. There's something really cool. In the simplicity of just noticing that feeling tells us everything. And the knowing that there's nothing that needs to be done about that.
1: You taught me that when
0: Us hanging out taught you that. I had to see that for myself in the same way that you did. And in our kind of chit chat before we, you know, you hit record today, it's something that came up there about space for ourselves to kind of clear and see. I think we've both been blessed by people who have been pointing that out to us in really gentle and and sometimes less than gentle ways, that then we bump up against the truth of that and then life's different because of it. And if you're listening and getting a sense of the feeling of peace, that. At. nothing else thank you Wim. thank you kate that was beautiful thank you
1: you've been listening to under the noise i'm kate robert and i'm here with win morgan if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for topics please reach out to us our details follow the podcast see you soon thanks for joining us We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynne or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.